Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 106. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Help, I Got a Mac podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this week, our good friend Chris Brighting had to phone in a day off. That's right. We, we do give our co-host the ability to take a day off every now and then. And uh, so, so, Chris, I hope you're getting yourself uh, a very productive day at work, and I'm going to try to go solo today. Now, I just want to say right up front, as full disclosure here, Chris is usually the guy who comes and brings all the content for the show. And I'm not just saying that. With the exception of those of you who call in your audio feedback, uh, Chris pretty much does all the show notes. He, He prepares all the content. So in the last few moments here, I have been scrambling to get you some news and other items off of some various websites. And so I'm just going to go through this thing as best I can on my own with little preparation. And uh, we're going to start things off with some voice feedback. And I I think we'll kick things off with Daryl's thoughts on the iPad that he called in last week. So Daryl, take it away. Hey, Chris and Cliff. This is Daryl from The Fringe Podcast. And I just wanted to call in and give you my thoughts on the new announcement that Apple made today for the iPad. And I got to say, I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, to me, it seems like it's a little bit more than just a glorified iPod Touch. Uh, I realize it has some 3G connectivity, but it's not an iPhone. I mean, the iPhone obviously has all that and the ability to make phone calls. And I don't think you want that on this iPad, but... You know, I was really hoping for something that might compete with the Lenovo U1 that's coming out as far as a full-blown computer, if you need it to be, uh, but yet have the portability that the iPad has. And really what it seems to be is just a competitor to the Kindle and the whole ebook reader market. And I was looking for that too, and I think it probably delivers on that very well, but You know, I was hoping to have something that was portable like these things are, except have multitasking. I cannot believe that Apple would put out a product and say that this is a game changer and yet not give it multifunction. They're going to brag about its ability to interact with the Internet and yet not give it flash abilities. Sorry, guys. I don't know what happened to his audio there. It's got the same restrictions that the iPhone has on it. And it's really disappointing. It doesn't have a webcam or, or a camera built into it. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see what your thoughts on it are. I think the pricing is its lower than what I expected it to be, but so is the functionality. And when you compare it against the Kindle, now I know the Kindle doesn't have the multi-touch screen and the Kindle doesn't have the the full color display, but the Kindle is also half the price and it has the 3G connectivity with it. So I really don't think that this is a game changer. I think that Apple dropped the ball on this. And the name, don't even get me started on the name and all the things that come to mind when you start thinking about the iPad. I mean, the internet's already filled with things like that. So anyway, I'm not excited about this. I'm disappointed. want to see what your thoughts are. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, of course, you know what our thoughts are from last week, but I think you might be interested to know that I've really... I've I've honestly I've changed my thoughts on this whole situation with the iPad. And and, and I've had some time to think about it. Obviously, uh we shared pretty much relatively right after you you got my initial reactions and my initial reactions obviously 
last week were exactly like yours, exactly like yours, uh, Daryl. Uh, but, you know, I, I've had some time to think about it. Now, I'm not going to rush out and get one right away. But I've talked to a couple other people who are going to rush out and get one right away. Uh, you know, there there's a client that I have that's going to rush out and get one right away. Uh, actually, he, I think he might have been potentially even talking about more than one. One for a family member and one for himself or or maybe one for his mom, one for his wife. I can't remember. Uh, Father Roderick, good friend of mine. He's definitely going to go out and get one as soon as it becomes available. Um, and I started to ask myself, okay, what is the appeal here? And, it, and the appeal, I, I believe there is some appeal. And matter of fact, if I had some disposable income, I could see where I might want to go get one. But there are a couple features that I would definitely wait for, um, wait for version two to come out. Because, I mean, I, I, I will say that this, number one, there is an appeal for me to get one. But, um, let me let me explain. First of all, uh, when the Amazon Kindle first came out, and these this is by the way, this is my thought process. This is what I've been thinking through, justifying this device, uh, not so that I can go buy one, but just you know, is this something that maybe I need to give a little bit more of a fair look at? Sure, it doesn't have multitask. That's a huge downer. Sure, it doesn't have flash. That's a huge downer. And well, okay, the multitasking. Oh, man, that frustrates the crud out of me. But let's take all of that away. Let's take all of those away. Let's let's take all of those in, in the camera. Uh, okay, so four of those big, huge, honking idea, uh, things. Those were expectations that I have on a device. Now, with all of that being said, there are a lot of things that I buy, devices that I have, that don't have all the functionalities of all the things that I would want. But there are devices that I still purchase because they do do some things. And yes, I just said do do. Uh, they do things that uh, they do things extremely well that I do need it to do. And it fills a void. It, it fills a purpose. You know, for example, I, I'm looking right here. I've got this Asus IEEE PC. It's a little tiny netbook com- computer. It doesn't have um, it doesn't have a a big hard drive. It's got a 16, uh, 16 gig flash based hard drive. It might even be eight gig. I can't remember. I'm almost positive it's sixteen though. But what can you do with sixteen gig these days? Um, it, the keyboard is it, you you couldn't get me to type on this thing. It is ridiculously small. There's it does not have a full full size keyboard. Um, you know, and and there's a couple other little things about this little netbook that, you know, if Apple were to put it out and I would say, oh, it doesn't have this. Oh, I, I, there's no way I'm going to pay that money. But you know what? That, that wasn't my expectations when I went and bought this. When I went and bought this, I'm looking for a little tiny computer that has a monitor, you know, need number one, need number two, I can install Skype. Need number three, that it has both a headphone port and a microphone port, uh, both of those being stereo mini or 3.5 millimeters, so that I could hook use this as a standalone Skype-enabled um, audio source for my studio. And, of course, you hear Chris Biden come in most weeks coming in via Skype and several of our other shows coming in via Skype. So this is a device that does not have everything that I needed and like and everything like that. I, I, it doesn't have the keyboard that I would want, but I went out and I bought it anyway 
because it fills a purpose. And so I sit there and I thought, you know, what is what is the appeal of the Amazon Kindle? I'm not even a type of person who likes to read a lot, although I, I've I've come to the point where I understand the importance of reading, and and I'm consuming a lot more materials for helping me to improve my mind around business and and relationships and just personal development. But anyway, I I'm I'm just not sure that that a Kindle is something that I would want for its seemingly single purpose. Now, sure, it's got 3G connectability, and can you browse the web? I've heard that there's this, uh, what did they call that, experimental features in there that you can browse around, but you know, I, there's no way I want to browse around the web in, in, in e-ink, uh, in monochrome, and of course, the Kindle doesn't offer Flash. The Kindle doesn't offer... Um, there's so, so basically sure the Kindle when it first right now, maybe half the price of, of the other option with 3g or whatever the, the statistic is. But the thing is, is that the Kindle doesn't, while, while the, the iPad doesn't do all the things I want it to do it, the Kindle doesn't even do like one sixteenth, one one fifty. I mean, the, the well, let's go the other way. I'm I'm better at math this way. The the iPad will do you know fifty things minimum, fifty, sixty, a uh, hundred thousand things that the the uh, the Kindle will never do, or or at least any variation of the Kindle that exists today. So so what is it that the that I think that the iPad and the Kindle both do and will do extremely well. I think if you think about it, starting out, main device, main purpose of it as an ebook reader, well, then the Kindle may win if that's all you'll ever use it for. So if it's an ebook reader, sure, perhaps get the Kindle, you know, because it does ebooks extremely well. But then, of course, you've also got now the iPad as an option. And between, if I were wanting an ebook reader, which would I prefer, the Kindle or the iPad? Guaranteed, hands down, the iPad. Why? Because when I read, I'm mostly reading at night while I'm laying in bed, ready to, you know, calm down for the evening. And I would much prefer having a backlit device. I would like to have a device where I don't have to shine light on it to be able to read it. Whereas with the Kindle, I would. Um, you know, and so, so first and foremost, there's that. Now, it just, I, I even made the, and so Vicky's like a $400 ebook reader. Well, uh, yeah, the question, that's a great question, but I, I'm sorry, is, isn't that how much the Kindle was, or at least close to that? Wasn't it three hundred and some odd dollars, went three hundred forty nine when the Kindle first came out? So um, I'm almost positive that you know, so it's fifty dollars more. I mean, that's not a whole lot more, so especially when we think about you know. And I even said you know, if you're only looking for it as an ebook reader, then go Kindle, definitely there. Um, and and she says it was the same astonishment to me when she saw the price. So um, for the for the original uh, Kindle, but people bought it and people love it. All right. So the next thing is is okay. So I would have I would have the ability to read, you know, in 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 places where there was low or no light. Uh, I like that functionality. But then there is all the other stuff I can do. You know, there there would be the ability to um to 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 do some video there while it may not be flash there would be the ability for 
textbook publishers to create content and applications. Like I can think about, you know, if 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 there was a certain textbook uh, for college that wanted to create an application for their book. It's like, listen, you instead of buying the book as an iBook, buy it as this application. You can you can go through it. It, lo- it functions just like an ebook. But there, are, you're gonna anytime you click on an image, that that image is actually just a still frame or a. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. But it, it a thumbnail of for a video. Click on the video and then all of a sudden the video comes to life and it's in this really awesome little video. I was just reading a book called Crazy Love and it drove me it drove me crazy. I get into chapter one. I'm laying in bed and guess what it says? Oh, before you go forward, you need to watch this this video titled this. Go to my website and watch this video. And seriously, the, the next few set paragraphs were all about this video and it's like chapter one i'm laying down i'm ready to read the book and can i watch the video no i can't watch the video so am i gonna get up out of bed to go watch a video no so i i put the book down for a couple for a couple days if not a week or so and then i'm laying in bed it's like oh i need to read that book and so i pull it up and i get to chapter one and guess what Ah, crap. This is a thing I have. So what did I have to do? I had to get out of bed. I had to go watch the stupid video only, only to get to a couple pages deeper. I'm back in bed and it tells me to go watch a second video. You got to be kidding me. I'm reading a book. I don't want to go to a website. But if this were, uh, you know, let's just say if this were a textbook for college, you could have an application where you say click this and all of a sudden that 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 video's embedded in this application and it's there i could see some real potential here something that the kindle won't do um and and vicky saying that's a great idea for college books and and i just want to introduce right here a story that i just picked up on mac rumors before i i started recording and of course that's not the right one do 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 uh, did I not write that one down? Oh, goodness. Uh, Google Nexus One, Apple, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you what. Let me just go to uh, MacRumors.com real quick because I just read. Uh, let's see. Is this how I get there? Uh, yeah. Um, do, do, do. I should have just paused this, but that's okay. We're going to just keep going. Um, yikes. Oh, well. There is something in here that I just read that um, some textbooks make makers are making some things. Hold, hold on. I'm going to pause. I should have paused before, but hold on. I'll forget it. I, I'm not even going to look it up. I, I, I tried. I paused. I'm back and I can't find it. Anyway, the, the deal is, is I, I, there was a headline and it talks about the fact that textbooks, uh, a textbook, not, not books, but a textbook company has, it was, it's rumored that there was, um, that a deal had been struck. So I, I think that there's some real potential here for that. So, uh, and then of course there, there are other things that this thing can do. Um, you can browse the web. Now, again, you've heard my, my thoughts on the fact of its limited ability to bring to you most of the web, but I just heard another company recently. I think it may have been Google. Google just sent me an email this week that said that they are get they are starting to move to some HTML functionality in their sites. Now not just not just um not just video, 
but they are they are starting to program some of their stuff with the new standard of HTML5. And they said because of this, they said, you know, we're dropping support for IE6. This, my friends, is good news. So it's basically, you know, a lot of these Google apps, and that's specifically what it was, Google apps, Google Docs, and stuff like that. These things will no longer function unless you have a browser that supports HTML5. And I love this. Not only this, but I just heard real, right now, um, last week, that even YouTube, uh, which of course is still Google, even YouTube has a has a um, experimental program where you can actually sign up for a beta testing of HTML delivery of videos instead of um, this other stuff, in, instead of Flash. So, so I, I see that that things are starting to change, and I'm very glad to see that, and. But so you can't. So not only can you read a book and you know get this for an e-reader, but for let's say two hundred dollars more, you have the ability to have the functionality to include both um, video and text together. Magazines can create applications where where things come to life. I mean, I, I've I've seen some of this stuff on the web, not for the iPad, but but have seen it for the web. And I see some really great features and functionality coming there. Now, of course, I do already have an iPhone, right? I do already have the iPhone. Do I already look at my calendar on my iPhone? Yes. Do I already have the ability to do all the, most all the applications that I would ever want to do on my iPhone? Yes. The coolness here is, is, is there, are there people out there who don't own an iPhone? Are there people out there who don't own an iPod Touch? Who would purchase this as not just an ebook reader but some of the added functionalities and then all of a sudden this this device becomes something so much more valuable they would have the ability to start browsing the web they would have the ability to to do all these other things that the that we've been able to do on the iPhone for the longest time without having to go buy a device with a very small screen. So I, I've been thinking about this. And Daryl, I, I agreed with you 100% yesterday. But, uh, you know, I, I've come around to think this thing could be pretty valuable. One other thing that I wanted to bring up, actually two other things regarding the iPad that I want to bring up. First of all, I found a, a rumor, or not a rumor, well, I guess it is a rumor, um, but anyway, uh, this is from MacRumors.com. It says, iPad enclosure has empty space for camera, question mark, and they have some some photos of this, and I'm going to, for those of you who are in the chat room, um, I'm going to just put this in here, and the link for those of you who want to see it. But anyway, this is supposedly, now again, this is supposedly what happened here. It says a repair company, Mission Repair, has posted images of what is supposedly the iPad outer frame. While the iPad has not is not yet shipping, the company seems to have gotten a supply of iPad parts through unofficial channels. Identical photos have been circulating on the web. Assuming these are actual iPad parts, it appears that Apple did build a space for a camera at the top of the device. And uh, it says here, the photo is particularly convincing as the iPad frame is compared to a MacBook frame, which does house a camera. The holes seem identical. Even if this is all true, 
Apple ultimately chose not to include a camera in the first version of the iPad. Uh, the iPad will begin shipping in late March. So basically what they have here, this photo, and I'm not going to, you can go find the photo if you go to MacRumors.com. But the, the photo here does show uh, what is convincingly a, the, the look and the feel of, um, you know, what would appear to be an iPad frame. And they have the frame of this, you know, MacBook uh, uh, computer. And they have the actual camera from the the MacBook. And it looks like they've got it sitting there. It would fit right inside there. So I, I believe that these rumors that the, the iPad was going to be designed to have this camera, I, I think that those were true rumors. And they chose not to do it at the last minute. My assumption would be maybe that the the processor, while they claim that it's a super powerful processor, just wasn't powerful enough for video, which would also make sense why, unfortunately, they don't give us multitasking. I believe with that being said, there will be a version 2 of the iPad with a beefier processor that will do video. And so you will be able to do iChat and maybe even Skype video and, and some other things down the road. So... I personally, I believe, I, I believe now that the iPad version one will be worth the cost that it will be to buy one, specifically the lowest end model. You know, the, the, I think it was the 16 gig or whatever with, um, with no 3G. You know, just having Wi Fi, totally cool with that. Um, especially when, you know, tethering finally becomes available for those of us with an iPhone. You can just tether your, uh, device with Bluetooth, I would assume. But, um, or or there you know would be something like the MiFi would be an option as well from Verizon. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's going to be worth it for the price. I think version 2 uh, is definitely going to be something where I'm like, okay, I desperately want one of these. So that I've kind of changed where I am on that. Now, of course, you know, um, I was not alone uh, in my, my um, criticisms. And Daryl, you're still not alone with your criticisms of the iPad. Uh, there is even a song out there, and that you can find this song, by the way, at davidwumusic.com. That's davidwumusic.com. And I'm going to go ahead and just click on the song here. iPad, you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. All right. Tell you what, that, that's why you don't embed uh, QuickTime onto the things. Good thing is, is I have it actually here. So I'm going to just play it from here. And here you go. Three, not 16 to 9 No flash, no camera 
All right, there you go. That's David Wu Music. And by the way, for those of you who could not understand a single word, well, or at least, you know, maybe 70% of the words, I, I had a hard time the first few times. It's easier for me to understand while, while I listen to it now because there's a video that he had made of the song, and the video actually incorporates the words on the screen. So I encourage you to go to, as a matter of fact, let me just go real quick to David, David Wu music.com and see if he's got that on there because i saw it on facebook and if i'm not mistaken he should probably have that on the front page of his site yeah he does yeah he does so the video at davidwoomusic.com has the entire um uh lyrics of it so go check it out It's, it's it's even funnier when you can understand what they're saying Alrighty, and uh, let's see here. Here's a link to the parody song. We got all that covered. Text. Oh, t- t- duh. Here it is. Textbooks publishers strike deal to bring uh, content to the iPad. Why couldn't I find that before? Anyway, let me just read that story to you. The Wall Street Journal reports. Uh, let's see here. Uh, which, by the way, subscription is required for the full article. Uh, that major textbook publishers have struck deals with Apple to bring their content to the iPad. According to the report, textbook publishers will rely on the technology of Scroll Motion, which already has been, uh, which already has experience developing such content for the iPhone. And it says here, though Apple didn't outline its strategy to target the educational sector with its iPad last week, people familiar with Apple's thinking have said that the iPad's use in schools was one of the focal points of discussions in developing the product. In its exploration of electronic book technology, it thought, uh, let's see here, it thought particularly about how it could reinvent textbooks, these people said. Rumors of talks between Apple and textbook publishers prior to the iPad's launch sparked interest in the offerings, and they gained additional publicity when McGraw-Hill CEO Terry McGraw appeared to tip Apple's hand uh, regarding the iPad a day before its official introduction. Apple chose not to discuss McGraw-Hill's offerings or any other e-textbook offerings at the media event leading to conflict, conflicting claims about whether McGraw-Hill had, tossed, had been tossed from the event at the last minute over its, CEO, over its CEO's comments. So basically, the CEO of McGraw-Hill said something that he wasn't supposed to say before the official announcement, and I think Steve got a little upset about that. Anyway, it says here, today's report notes that McGraw-Hill education, uh, Houghton Mifflin, Harcourt K through 12, Pearson Education, and Kaplan have all reached deals with Apple for the iPad. So there you go. I I think this is very interesting. And boy, I'll tell you what. What I wouldn't, you know, what I wouldn't have given to have this device to have all of my textbooks on back when I was in college. Whew! That would have been awesome, my friends. Would have been awesome. Anyway. So there you go. Those are my updated thoughts on the iPad. Uh, think what you will of it. Um, if you continue to think that it's a ridiculous price for a for such a device, you know that that's totally cool. I was there last week. I've come around to thinking, you know what? I don't know that it's actually all that bad. In fact, I I'm coming to think that it it's a pretty cool device, honestly. Uh, and and I'm thinking, you know what? This this may be something. You know, the kids want a computer. Blah blah blah. I'm thinking, you know what, before I'd buy my kids a full-blown computer, a netbook, or a, I, I think an iPad would be a great device for my kids, you know, um, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking you know along that line. Not not necessarily for for McKenna being four, but for my son and my daughter. You know, you know, I, I I'm thinking yeah, or well for Megan, she is um, ten, and you got Matthew who's eight. I I think this is a perfect device for them. You know, this is a perfect device for what they've got going on, especially knowing that there are some parental features that have been built into the iPod that we could probably incorporate in here. I think it even would be cooler if there was uh, multi-user functionality. Anyway, I I tell you what, I'm moving to a a 30-minute format here. I just want to say real quick that, uh, you know, this is the Apple Mac show and everything, but the Google Nexus One software has been updated uh, and they now also offer the pinch to zoom and multi-touch capabilities. So I just want to let you guys know that, that, you know, Google's Google's bringing it on and I'm very excited. I'm very eager to see what the next version of the iPhone looks like. Um, Knowing that one day I may have an Apple um, iPad, that that may keep me a little bit more married to the iPhone product line, knowing that these applications, many of these applications will port both ways. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting place, my friends. Anyway, there are several... Uh, well, there are two other uh, pieces of audio feedback. Troy called and asked a question about his Mac Mini. Chris called in with some thoughts. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, let's let's just go ahead and, and get those through here real quick. Hey guys, Chris K here with a question for help. I got a Mac. My question this week involves iTunes and podcasts and podcast artwork. There'll be, there'll be certain podcasts I'll download that won't have any album artwork or anything. So I'll assi- so I'll assign a picture to it just for me, just so I have something to look at on my iPhone when I'm when I'm listening to it. But the problem is after I after that I'm done that listening to that episode and delete it, and then when the next one comes up, the the artwork will be gone, and I'll have to do it all over again. So my question is: Is there a way to permanently set a piece of artwork for a certain podcast in iTunes? So no matter how many times you download it, it'll just you'll see that picture every time you download it. Okay, thanks. Chris, um, the app, the album artwork, and, and it frustrates me to no end when when I get a podcast that I subscribe to and they don't have artwork because it's just ugly on my iPhone, and I don't like ugly on my iPhone. But um, I know what you're talking about, and that is the that it really is. It's up to the content producer, the podcast producer, to put those the album artwork and the tags necessary for all that stuff to work in before they upload their files to the web. Uh, so with that being said, what can you do? Um, you're obviously going in and, and adding them individually and it is a, it is file by file. I am in no way an Apple fanboy, and I have no idea how to do anything with Apple scripting. And to be honest with you, I have little desire to even learn, but I do know that you can actually program something called Apple scripting. This is where you can actually tell Apple to, or you can program things to say, okay, I want you to open Apple. I want you to click on the podcast. I want you to, you know, I want you to highlight this and I want you to select all of the things that start with this or that are a part of this. I'm assuming that this can be done and that you can actually automate a script that will run and automatically go and do that. It could be built. I'm not 100% certain of that, but from what I've heard about Apple scripting, it's possible. Maybe you don't even have to do it that way. Maybe you can even do that 
um, outside. I, I don't know. Uh, if anybody else knows, please let us know. There, there. Are, I know that there are some software programs out there that will go out and grab artwork for your music that you have in your library and and download and install that those album artworks. I don't think that that's going to work with podcasting, but you know, if anybody else out there has any um, hints or tips or tricks with all of that stuff, please um, post it in our forum over at uh, gspn.tv slash forum. Just go down to help. I got a Mac. And uh, Chris, I would look there. And of course, if you do do that, um, yes, I just said do do again. Uh, but anyway, if you do that, give us a call 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Let us know on the voicemail hotline. That way we'll play it in the show and let people know that there's an answer there. One more question. This comes from Troy. Hi, Cliff and Chris. I have a help. I got a Mac question for you. This is Troy from Kentucky. I found an incredible deal on eBay by searching for Mac Mini altogether is one word. And there was a... Um, you know, I, I got one at a pretty good price. So I've got this Mac Mini. I've also got our home PC. I also just bought because I got a great deal on it, a, a big, you know, uh, HDTV. I'm curious which would be better to, like, just plug into the high-def TV and watch, you know, like Hulu and, and the, the streaming high-def things that are already on there. Um, let me know what you think. Why why the Mac should be better, Cliff? I know that you in the past have hooked your Mac Mini up to your TV and... and got that working uh, just curious you know what would be best for me to do thanks so much love the show all right troy i don't know that you really gave me an option of why that over what um i mean why not is a good question um you know i i i have used my mac to hook up to our computer and i've also used stephanie's pc based laptop and to be honest with you when it comes to hulu um, the Mac is definitely better, and the only reason why is because the the Mac actually has better video graphics capability compared to the very low-end video graphics capability of her laptop. And so sometimes there, there are times when the video just doesn't keep up with exactly where it needs to be. But to be honest with you, it, it's, it's very minimal, the difference. Um, as far as the other stuff, I mean, I, I know that the Mac mini has HDMI output unless you've got one of the older models. So going HDMI, uh, into your, you know, keeping it all digital versus going out of a regular computer or a regular laptop that might have VGA out. So there, there's better picture quality. Uh, but to be honest with you, it, on a, it either, either you, you hook up a, a laptop either via, via VGA or, HDMI, they're both going to look incredible on an HD TV. I mean, it it really does look incredible, and as long as either one functions without skipping a lot because the video is so intensive, especially when you get to downloaded HD content. Now, I've got a production computer here in my studio. If I download 720p, there's no way I could get it to do 1080. But if I do a 720p video, streaming or even downloaded and playing right off my desktop, my, my computer here uh, has 2 gig of RAM and the video card, I'm not sure what it is, but it's, it's, it's just not enough to keep up with the, the pipe of data that comes from there. But my, both my Mac Mini and my MacBook can. And so that's why it makes it a better solution there. So I'm not sure if that's the information you were going to, going for there, but, uh, 
hopefully that helps you out. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up here, and I just want to say uh, thank you to David Wu over at David Wu Music uh, for allowing us to play his song in our show. Go check out the video. See the words on the screen. Uh, give us a call with your audio feedback, questions, whatever, 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Until next time, join the community.